The Rambam discusses the four minim, the arba minim that we use for lulav and esrik. The Rambam begins by saying that when the Torah says the word kapis tamarim for a lulav, it's talking about branches of a date palm as they sprout before the leaves separate and spread out. The Rambam continues and says that when it says in the Pasuk Priyitzadar, it's talking about an esrig, and that anaf eitz avais is the hadasim. The Rambam continues and says that when the Pasuk says arvi nachal, willows of the brook, it doesn't mean any plant that grows by a brook, but there's a certain kind called arvi nachal. See Halacha Gimel for more details. The Rambam continues and says that there's another type of plant that's very similar to it, but that is not considered aravais. See Halacha Dalet for more details. The Rambam continues and says that these four species together are one mitzvah, and they're called mitzvahs lulav, and if one of them is missing, it's we're not doing the mitzvah, and we don't take away from them, and we don't add to them anymore. The Rambam continues and says that the best way to do the mitzvah is to put together the lulav and the hadas and the rava together, make them into one into one bundle, and when you take them, you make the bracha first al natilas lulav, while holding it in your right hand, and then the esrog in your left hand, you take it and hold it the way it grows. In other words, their roots are on the, facing the bottom, while the top is facing to the sky. The Rambam continues and discusses the quantity and says, for a lulav, you take only one, and esrig is only one. For a ravis, you take two, and you take three hadasim. Hadasim are the only species that you can add to them and add multiple hadasim, but any of the other ones, we're not allowed to add to them. The Rambam continues and says that a lulav must be a minimum of four tvachim tall, and a hadas and a rava needs to be at least three tvachim. But if they were very long, they're still kasher. See more details in Ches. See Halacha Tess and Yud for details about how to shake the lulav and at what points in halal. The Ramam continues and says that if one wraps a cord of silver or gold around the Arba Minim, uh, it's considered kasher and you're allowed to do that, as long as it's something that beautifies it. The Ramam continues and says that if there's something separating between the Aravis and the lulav, uh, that's not Hadassim, but something else, like some kind of cloth, then it's considered Chatzitza and it doesn't work. The Ram continues and says that the mitzvah of Lulav is on the first day of the Yantif of Sukkoth. If the first day is on Shabbos, then in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, we would take the Lulav even on Shabbos. But any other day that fell out on Shabbos, we would only take it in the Beis HaMikdash because of that person might carry for Amitz from Shusarab and Lulav. Once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, we do not take the Lulav on Shabbos at all, even on the first day. The Ramam continues and says whoever is obligated in Shefer and in Sukkah is obligated in taking a lulav, and whoever is pater from Shefer and Sukkah is pater from taking a lulav. A katan, a minor who knows how to shake, is chayiv and lulav from the chachamim in order to be mechanechem and mitzvahs. The Ramam continues and says that in the Beit HaMikdash, they would bring a separate arava besides for the one that's in the lulav, they would bring a separate one, and a person is not yet with the one that's in the lulav, it has to be a separate one. And what they would do is that each of the seven days of the Yantif, branches of Aravis were brought and stood upright near the Mizbeach, with the tops bent over the Mizbeach. And they would blow the Shafer during the time when they were putting it up. See Halacha Chafal and for more details. The Ramam continues and says that every single day in the Beis HaMikdash they would surround and go around the Mizbeach with their lulavs one time, and saying, Ana Hashem Ana And on the seventh day they would do it seven times, and we have the minute today that we do Heshainis. The Ramam continues and says that the minig in Yerushalayim was that a person would be carrying the lulav wherever they go, and then when they would go to the base of Medrash, they would send it with their, with their child or with their servant to their house. See halacha chafei regarding if you're allowed to put a lulav into water on Shabbos. The Ramam continues and says that it's also to smell the hadasim on Tukis, but it's permitted to smell the esrik. See halacha chafei for the reasoning.
The Ramah finishes by saying that on the last day of Sukkot, a person is not allowed to eat their esrik because it's muksaf till the end of the day. So if someone does eight days of Yantav like we do today, we're not allowed to eat it until the end of Yantav. If, however, someone separated seven different esregim for each day, then they could have the esregim from the previous days.